Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Critical Roles. <laughs> In this episode, we shall focus on Davix and get to know what happened when that ballista bolt pierced his heart and drove him into wildly negative hit points. By all accounts, he should be completely dead, but for some reason, he is not. We have come to expect your continued loyalty, and we demand you like us on the same program with which you found this podcast. It is now your quest to tell everyone just how wonderful this podcast is and how funny we are and how entertained you are by the plot twists and character development. Should you choose to engage in this quest, you shall be rewarded with experience and better attack bonus. You can also email us at sex, drugs, and critical roles at gmail.com. Now, enjoy Daddy Issues, episode 5.5 Davix's Journey. Davix and his favorite living thing is his pet raven familiar, Kata. Previously on Sex, Drugs, and Critical Roles. Byron's gonna run. He's gonna be like screaming like, Davix! <laughs> just running over to him. Would I be able to make a heal check just to identify if he's like dead or if he's dying? You are gonna lose the next few rounds. You're just stunned. From looking or from touching? From touching. I will um, try to sneak through the teeth. No sooner do you step through than you hear the words of a goblin go, there, there he is, there's one. Then a ballista bolt emerges from the dark and hits you squarely in the chest. You go absolutely flying through the air. You are unconscious before you hit the ground. In the next moment, you are floating. In front of you is a familiar planet in the distance, something that you had seen in a book once. You become existentially aware of the fact that everything you have ever known, every person you have ever met, lives on that slowly rotating blue and green orb. There is a sea of stars around you. You notice that the raven tattoo is missing from your arm. In your right hand is a book called the Nomenomicon. You've heard of it before. It contains every illusion spell in the known world. <laughs> and for the first time in your life, you sense that you have the power to cast any of them. Amazing. What do you cast? Ooh. Do some research. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Byron, you know what happened. I yeah. mean, you were there. I was there. I did it. I mean... 
Yeah. I didn't do it. But. You did something. <laughs> you did something. You screwed up the universe. So, there's, you know, subjective reality where I could just make myself be happy while I die in space. <laughs> um, I'm going to do shades. Like, the absence of light comes out of my fingertips because it's like shades, it's like shadow and illusion. So it's like a space of no light, almost like a black hole kind of sucking all light towards it slightly forms this this giant winged shadow beast it's like slightly transparent but is mostly there and then i climb onto its back and tell it to fly me back to the planet so you start flying away at great speed uh you fly away about mm, about 50 feet and you feel a pull on your back your shadow steed is still flapping its wings for all it's worth. It still like almost feels like you're moving, but after an hour, you realize that you're just not moving. It's not getting any closer. And I say, well, this is worthless. Let's go back the other way. And so I turn my steed around to fly towards what's pulling me. Okay, so you you go back towards the thing that's pulling you. So as you're doing it, you notice on your skin, uh, covering your entire body, and it's only like a millimeter above your body. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like not quite on your body, but it's above your body. You see a very, very thin layer of shadow. As you get to the opposite side of your little space box, mm-hmm. you see that, that that's actually what's connecting with the edge and where you stop being able to fly any farther is it's this little thin layer of shadow it's it's going up against another thin layer of shadow okay and preventing you from moving uh knowledge arcana check okay Okay. uh let's see it 19 total 19 total okay so there has been theorized that creatures who have a certain connection to the plane of shadow sometimes get put into purgatory-like holding cells while they are sorted out. It's uh, it's theoretical. It's mostly mathematical, mm-hmm. but it, it seems somewhat applicable to this situation. Okay, and just as that happens, Byron pops in. Uh-oh. Into my shadow box? What are you doing in my shadow box? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Byron, the last thing you remember is that you ran up to Davix and I think you were even crying a little bit and you were desperately trying to lay hands on him in order to heal him. Literally, as soon as you touch him, you wake up and you are floating in space mm. and you turn over and you see Davix and he is riding a horrible shadow monster thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Byron thinks that he's he's not saying anything. He's just kind of relaxing right now because he knows he's <laughs> either sleeping or dead. So there's nothing, you know. I mean, so he'll he'll wave at Davix. What would you say the expression on his face is? Pretty pretty placid. He's 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 kind of just chilling out. So, but I did ask you what you were doing in my hill, in my shadow box. Okay. 
and I'm gonna, and, and I start <laughs> and I turn my turn my my giant monster and I fly towards you and I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Byron says, uh, Byron's like, well, that's. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why Dream Davix would think that he has he can tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to save your life before I obviously died saving you. Well, obviously I'm not dead. Come on. I mean It's all an illusion. I've definitely never done this while I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to have to figure out a way to get out of this illusion. We're trapped into some kind of circular illusional bubble that seems to, you know, think about, like, a hamster wheel that just, like, you keep running in circles upon circles upon circles. But it's all an illusion, and it's all in your head. Or, or we're dead, and we can just hang out and see what happens. Because we're dead. You died, and then I died because I touched you because you were so dead. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I've never read about that in any books anywhere where someone just dies because they touch somebody who's dead. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Obviously, we're in an illusionary hole. <laughs> Come on, man. Use your brain. Well, okay, so... So we float around in space until a hole, until a hole opens up. All right, I'm gonna try something else. Come close to me. Okay, so Byron, Byron's gonna f swim, <laughs> space swim over. Can can he space swim? Yeah. Why not? It doesn't go fast, but it's not efficient at all. <laughs> Byron just space doggy paddles his way. It's just kicking his, his little dwarf hands and feet as fast as it will go. <laughs> what do you do? Does Davik still have the Nomonomicon? Yeah, I, okay. I have. I have this awesome book. I am like clutching it so close. It's like I have something real, something really actually valuable, <laughs> a real valuable book for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as Davix is as Davix is saying that Byron's just kind of you know just kind of like arms and legs splayed out just kind of floating he's like mm, I don't cotton to book learning <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to him and be like alright we're gonna try this <laughs> but the surrounding area will appear to distort the angles and corners of the area simply twist and contort creating unnatural and impossible shapes. So, and I'm going to use that thinking that this is a way that if I cast <laughs> it on the shadow illusion, I can, cre you know, alter it so that it's outside of, you know, that I am outside of this air this box. Okay, so, Byron, you noticed as Davix completes this spell that because the bubble does shift somewhat and it... Uh, creates a contrast with the rest of the black and you notice that it shifts a little bit and it shifts just enough that you realize that there's something behind the blackness of your bubble and it it is absolutely immense it looks vaguely 
humanoid in shape, but it's so immense. It's bigger than anything you've ever seen, mm. even imagined. It's bigger than the biggest tree you've ever seen, ever. And it, it just shifted back and forth as Davix cast that spell. Okay. I'm going to be like, uh, uh, Davix, um... And and no sooner do does that happen than a thin uh, tendrils of light come from the planet. They wrap around you. They wrap around your uh, mouth, and they pull you back to the earth. Uh oh! At speed, as that happens, Davix the the planet starts to circle the sun at speed. Uh, its days become seconds. You catch glimpses of it as it flies by. A darkness starts on the eastern corner of the planet, and it slowly grows and grows until the ball is a dull, dead thing. It looks cold. Then the sun flickers, it flashes, then it too disappears. The The dead sun, it reemerges, it relights, and the black parts fade away and turn into a burning ball again. And then you see this, the planet do the same thing. The blackness recedes. Even though it, time seemed to really speed up, it was a long time for you. Let's just real quick. What does Davix do in the internum when Davix starts getting lonely for the first time? Um, when Davix gets lonely for the first time, first Davix tries to smoke his pipe. Okay. And then he tries to read, but he only has the one book now because he left yeah. out all of his other books. Um, because he didn't want to carry them. (laughs) (laughs) So he's really frustrated, because he now doesn't have any reading material. Um, Except the Gnome Nomicon. Except the Gnome Nomicon, which he Mm -hmm. is... So he probably, after a while, spends some time um, memorizing these spells, but, you know, that Mm -hmm. also is work. So he probably doesn't spend too much energy on really truly memorizing, just kind of reading you know, reading through, maybe looking at some of the pretty pictures and stuff, pretending to read. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely puts his feet up and continues to just, like, fly around in circles, um, you know, trying to find a way out. You know, he probably would go through and, you know, cast every spell eventually, you know, through the book, yeah. just to see what happens. Um, you know, to, like... To, like, um, probably some, you know, great, horrible effects on his own psyche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you've now, you are experiencing some effects of prolonged isolation. You have been hearing voices. He lands on one combination of spells that's not in the book. And, uh... What it essentially does is it is a summon sanctuary and you create a pretty complicated web of illusions that makes you feel very secure and very safe. There's a a girl that you once loved that uh, is always populating this place. There's uh, always food on the table. There's the sound of children somewhere in the background uh, without actually having to deal with any of the unpleasant part about children. There's the animals that you love and no one ever suspects you of doing anything wrong here. Sounds amazing. 
so that so that's the world that I'm now living in. I'm living in this world where I am completely happy and I'm watching the sun go dark from it. And yeah, I'm just I right. got my feet up and I'm like, hot damn, what a great view at watching the end of the world. So long, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> So you spend uh, you spend an epoch wrapped in your illusion. Uh, when you grow bored of it, you dive into another one. Eventually, uh, the illusions lose somewhat of their appeal, but it is uh, you know it's the only game in town. It's about that time that you notice a very thin black thread connected to your navel. It leads out somewhere into the deeper black. Mm-hmm. And then you see a very ragged looking golden retriever shooting at you and it comes back into your bubble golden retriever golden retriever i try to grab onto the golden retriever as it's coming towards me <laughs> <Fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. i'm like oh puppy <laughs> oh my god uh, anything <laughs> and you can roll to try and catch him all right i roll to try to catch him Ooh, <laughs> five <laughs> okay. the golden retriever kind of kind of looks at you with this well i don't know zach how does the golden retriever look as you see is a, a small gnome <laughs> lunges out at him in the blackness of space. The golden retriever is... first looks excited and then looks <laughs> kind of angry <laughs> and then flies by. Then looks mostly okay. concerned upon not getting caught and going fast. <laughs> so uh, as the the suns continue to flicker, it's it, it's the planets go dead, they're reborn. The sun goes dead, it's reborn. It's a cycle. And uh, as you do that, uh, you see just every time the planet cycles, a dog cycles. And it's a different breed every time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's uh, always just outside your grasp. Okay. Uh, and suddenly, you are floating above your own corpse. And you get the distinct sense that this is not an illusion which is weird because you've been wrapped in illusion so long that it's really, really hard to tell the difference. You, you can't even barely remember these people because it's been so long. Right. But a party is gathered around you in a circle. The dirty one is touching your forehead. Your raven is crying pearlescent tears over where a ballista has struck your body. Suddenly you are in the room with a girl. It was the same girl who was almost your wife. She has hair like wheat in autumn and eyes like the ocean. She's crying. The Nomonomicon is still in your hand. She says, Davix, please, please just tell me the truth. Who was he? Why did he say those things about you? Uh, you see a dark shape in the corner. It is immense and takes up half the room. It whispers, because he insulted your honor, my love. Roll a DC 14 will save or say the words that the shadow just whispered. Nope. (laughs) Because he insulted your honor, my love. And she says, he, he did. No, I could have sworn. I mean, he was definitely yelling at you. He was mad at you. She uh, turns 
and she starts leaving the room. Uh, and when you turn around and look, you see that the engagement ring that you gave her is sitting on the table. Okay. And she's left the room or is leaving? She's um, very slowly leaving. You, you get the impression that she may want to be stopped, um, but that's just because you know her so is well. Is there a dog around? <laughs> yes, there's a golden there's a golden retriever in the, oh, in the corner. In the corner. Why is, always, why is it always a golden retriever? It's always a golden retriever. It's a very dirty golden retriever. <laughs> can the dog can can the dog talk? Uh, no, okay. the dog cannot talk. But you are free to act otherwise <laughs> okay. as a dog. Yeah, the dog, like, you know, kind of like splays his front paws out. <laughs> Like looking, mm-hmm. lo- looking at Davix, like wagging his tail, and then keeps looking back at the door, <laughs> and kind of dances around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna chase after her. Okay, dog comes too. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I'm gonna take her arm and be like, "No, but I love you. Come this way. Let's." Let's take a walk together. I'm sure we can work this out. And I'll walk, try to walk her towards the door. Okay. Do you need to roll a bluff check for that? This, this is somebody I, I love, and I just want to, you know, I'm like... No, I'm telling the truth, you, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your raven picks up the ring and kind of flies it over to you. Yeah. All right. So that that kind of fades out. The, the scene kind of fades out and you are a very young child again. You are in a familiar room, but you have forgotten the name of the town and the person who owned the things in the room around you. Uh, the only thing you remember is a dog by your side and the raven who is cuddling right under your chin. Mm-hmm. This, this place, like so many places before, was another pit stop in the endless journey of bribes, layovers, and cons that defined your childhood and life with your mother. The only light comes from underneath the closed bedroom door. You hear your mother arguing in the next room with a landlord or boyfriend. You notice the same dark shadowy shape as before. It's smaller. It's sitting beside your bed now, inches from you. It looks vaguely like a man. And it is whispering to you the whole time. It's going... Lies. He lies. She lies. Bluff onto bluff. Give up. Give up. Give up. Give up. The nomenomicon is still in your hand. Hmm. So I go and listen to the door. Okay. Okay, so it's it's kind of it's somewhat indistinct indis- uh, arguing. It's uh it's it's not necessarily in the next room. Like there's definitely some things slamming around. It's pretty heated, but it's a familiar heat. It's yeah, they, this, they do this, this. This is something that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I look around. So there's the shadow, and yes. that shadow is is talking to me. Okay, so the shadow says, "Just run away. Just run away." Tell her, tell her you, tell her you're gonna die. Tell her you're sick. And it's basically a litany of, uh, yeah, just terrible, terrible things. It's yeah. This is this is uh, also familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Does the dog see the shadow? 
the dog definitely sees the shadow. Okay. The dog has seen the shadow both times. Hmm. So in that case, then the dog will start basically just barking wildly, trying to drown okay. the shadow out. Okay. And uh, you hear from the next room, uh, the screaming continue, and, and the man say, And that goddamn dog always barking in the middle of the night! And then they're they're uh, they're still arguing more. So the raven leads you to your bed. One ear, mm-hmm. she kind of lays you down on uh, on the pillow, and the other ear, she lays on top of you, so that it basically drowns everything out, and all you hear is the beating heart of your raven as you lay asleep, and at least temporarily, you you can't hear the shadow. Okay. All right, Davix, you are an infant. You scream as a very dark, small shape slithers towards you down the wall and over the floor. A very dirty golden retriever is in the room next to you, and uh, you, the dog sees it. It's going to pounce on it. You pounce on it? Yeah. Okay. Let's pause. <laughs> so, okay, roll an attack. All are, right. you, are you trying to chomp it? He's trying to paw at it, like slap it down, you know? <laughs> okay. All right, roll, you know how dogs do when they try, like trying to catch it, like catch it between his paws. You know. Yeah. Do I? It, does it? Do I still have the same base attack bonus? No, it's you not have good. a dog. A dog's gonna be like a zero bonus. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it'd just be a straight D twenty probably. Thirteen. Um, it slips away. It slips back, oh. but you do uh, stop it from encroaching on the crib. Hmm. So it kind of it kind of takes a, a short step back. Am I am I an infant like in all f- things, or do I just appear as an infant, and I still have my abilities? You are an infant, uh, and the nomonomicon is in the bed next to you. I reach out and I touch it. You would have to work at it. You would have to concentrate and do a will save in order to project the davix that you are to speak through these infant lips and unformed vocal cords but it is theoretically possible. Okay, well, I'm going to try it. All right. 14. Yeah, you can get a low-level spell off. I cast... I cast Fearsome Duplicant. All right. Okay. I create a larger and much more menacing version of myself. You can... um, And interact with others. Um, this duplicate is two size categories larger than you, so this is large. Cool. Um, and um, and is very um, very scary. Um, and I use this duplicate to scare to, and I'm like, Shadow, leave me. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's <not> scary baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so does he have to roll a will save? Uh, will throw will to dis dis disbelief. Uh, he rolled a sixteen, not sixteen. The DC's nineteen. Okay, so he he believes the dog it. believes it too, and he's terrified. <laughs> Believe it too, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Byron's turn. The old, he's terrified. I'm uh I'm going. He's going to. Try to dig a hole through the floor. 
<laughs> if you can kick up like a rug or something, he'll try to just get under that. So that's why my dogs are always fucking up my house. For them, there's a giant demon baby right now. <laughs> yeah, giant demon <laughs> melting <Shadow> baby. <laughs> shadow creatures. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, maybe that's what Bjorn's actually uh, barking at, Zach. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a giant, giant shadow illusion death baby <laughs> just right outside my front door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's so. Great. And he scares it away every time. <laughs> All right. um, In the next instant, a blinding light fills the room, and you see a woman with the head of a bird descend. She has massive, ethereal wings and wields a double-bladed scythe three times too big for her body. She twirls it smoothly as she says, Surely you knew that he would be protected. Uh, A voice comes from the dark shape. The boy means nothing. As he says it, it twists and a nearby shadow morphs into a shark-like creature, and it tries to bite the bird woman. Then another shadow morphs, and another. And you know, the spell has summoned one shadowy shark creature, so the fact that he summoned five means that there's something else up. Like, he either is crazy, stupid, powerful, or he did some prep ahead of time. I'm going to cast Audio-Visual Hallucination on him on this shadow okay. monster thing um okay which creates um an image of an object or creature and so i'm going to create an image of this a second image of this lady um and i'm going to try to duplicate it so it looks like there's mm. um a second one of her coming at this guy what does this look like this baby casting this spell um, <laughs> it's got these tiny little hands just flopping them around. <laughs> just gonna spit in all the time. Yeah, I mean, well, it's so I am. So I would be just on my hands on the book, like I'm just like concentrating on my hands on the book. Now there is also this, you know, monstrous baby f- walking towards this thing you know, making strange noises and, you know, probably vomiting insects out of its <laughs> eyes. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, and that's the that's the monstrous form of me being intimidating, but I'm going to cast and make a second duplicate of this lady coming in behind. Like, so it's like a flash of light, and then the second lady is coming, um, is coming at him. So he gets a will save DC 19. Damn, 19 is crazy. Oh, no, sorry, 18, 18, 18, sorry. <laughs> okay. 18. That's it's still really good. No, 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 it is 19, never mind. Nope, it's 19, because it is a level 3 spell. All right, well, he, he failed. So he believes that that image is real then. All right, Byron's turn. Oh, man, so Byron can't really... All of his spells require hands, even if he can. I mean, you, I mean, you are a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think he could necessarily cast spells in general. <laughs> let alone I would, ma- ones I would that make require- you go a lot. Of it. Yeah, I would make you yeah. go in a lot into a lot of detail of how you manage it. Yeah. <laughs> Bark! <laughs> Come shooting out of my mouth. 
A mud ball. <laughs> yeah, a mud ball. He picks up some mud in his dog mouth and then barks a yeah. specific sequence of barks and then spits it. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any mud in this room and that's the only reason I don't think that would work. <laughs> yeah, the one reason. Did I, did I get, um, did I get, did I dig through the floor or under a rug? Okay, you notice the rug, and it is a rug that you have peed on before. Ah, <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's all coming together. Mine. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna dig my way under that rug. Okay, just hide even better. Ow. Yeah, you can fit your whole body under it for sure. Oh, okay, well, I will, I will do exactly that. <laughs> so. The shadow rolls an attack, and what is he? So he gets a 50% chance to hit the right one, right? Yeah, because there's two of them. Okay, so we'll save 50 up. All right, he hits the wrong one. He did not roll above a 50. Oh, he's got AC 13. He rolled a 25 all day to attack. Uh, the image disappears when struck by opponent. Um, unless you cause the image to react appropriately. So I am going to instruct this image to react like it's been hit. It, it looks like it's it's been struck and wounded. Okay, roll a perform check. It's almost like a perform puppeteer. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so that would be 21. Oh, well, you knocked it out of the park, buddy. Like, that was that was a... Uh, you took a hit, like, like like an extra and on Bach. It was, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> He's starting to suspect that the, that the real one's fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, now I know which one's the illusion. The other one. <laughs> um, yeah. Bird Lady attacks. She gets three attacks. Okay. She spins her double-bladed scythe, similar to a rotary saw, and spins it into him three times and hits him three times. It really got him good. And as she does that, one of the shark creatures attacks. There's two in range. Ooh. Okay, so they both get her, and they both latch onto her wings, and they're uh, kind of trying to hold her in place as if triggered by this a giant ball of fire starts decreasing in size right next to her shadowy tendrils leap out from the corners of the room and latch onto her arms and legs in addition to her wings you see fear on her face for the first time all sound leaves the room there's this giant ball of fire that's shrinking right in front of her uh, and right in front of the the shadow dude uh, so you get one more good uh, good punch here. It's your turn to punch. Dabix. Uh, my punch is... I have a negative three attack bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and a baby hand. <laughs> and I'm a baby. And I'm a baby. So my strength is probably even lower yeah. than that. So I'm going to use the spell Dark Whispers. And I'm going to whisper through this shadow into himself. And I'm going to say, 
you're in my illusion now. I have always been in control. You've got the wrong lady. Give up. I have won. So what kind of... Uh, so you're doing that to communicate. What are you trying to do? Diplomacy him? Uh, bluff, actually. That would, that would be a bluff, because I'm straight lying. You know? Because... That that bluff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's totally yeah. bluff. Because <laughs> I I have no idea what's okay. going on, and I am not in control of anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not my religion. Uh, oh really shit! <laughs> shit! 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 Uh, that is a twenty-six bluff. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so this is one thing that he's got a little bit of advantage on. Uh, he rolled a he rolled his dice roll was a 5 and his opposed bluff was 50 damn it he's a better <laughs> liar than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but you are level 1 to be fair and to get that high a bluff with level 1 ridiculous to be honest <laughs> um, Okay, and he spends. So the and is the monster baby corporeal? Uh, no, it is an illusion. Cause I'm in the crib, so I put this between it and me. Like it, like grew out of the crib. So it is definitely blocking any like line of sight he would have. I mean, unless he's like can see, you know, in like multiple, you know, directions. He dodges past bird lady who's all strung up anyways and he dives in the crib and he shit yeah he gets to the baby he doesn't he doesn't quite get to you man okay well he he he, he dives up into the crib and the, the horrible horrible demon baby image that you have created and so he goes up to it. He kind of tries to brush past it, but that's all he gets in a round. And so, okay. And then in the next instant, the bird woman pops into raven form. And as she does it, all the tendrils and everything, they, they can't keep on her because they're suddenly just holding feathers. And there's an explosion and a horrible, horrible light. Uh, you are thrown from your crib you're tangled up in your own blankets and your useless infant legs. You feel burns on your skin. You want to cry and cry and cry. Uh, the Nomenomicon has left your hands. Uh, Zach, you dead. <laughs> Golden Retriever Byron has left this earth. Okay, and you see this shadow it seems to be almost encumbered. It's moving so slow and it's limping towards you. And it limps up, goes on your chest, and just sinks right into your chest. The raven is screaming. It is scorched and bleeding. Uh, one of its legs is just horribly, horribly mangled. It uses one wing and its beak to crawl closer to you. It looks you in the eye nuzzles you once, then deftly starts to peck at your arm the crude shape of a tattoo.
Davix, you uh, you wake up and there's a there's a ballista bolt uh, sticking out of your chest. Your raven is over you uh, again, crying these pearlescent tears right into the wound, and it's not bleeding at all. Uh, for the next moment, you literally remember all of it, and you you can already feel some of it leaving your consciousness you feel the memories rapidly leaving you so you can hang on to your new spell you can hang on to the nomonomicon memorization or you can hang on to the history of your raven the history of uh what's your raven's name again kata kata you can the history of kata or you can hang on to the history of this lying shadowy creature thing I'm gonna hold on to the hmm I'm gonna do the weird shadowy thing okay cool you can remember that'll be part of your character or you had a vision of a parasitic demon named Balam 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 yeah, blamo. Um, yeah, blamo. You know, the bad guy. <laughs> the bad guy. And there's a parasitic yep. demon in me. Nice. Yep. And there's also a ballista bolt in you. And it's like stuck through me, or is it like? Yes. All the way through your chest right now. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna sit up and be like. Oh, man, you guys, I had the craziest dreams. Like, holy (laughs) shit, you wouldn't believe it. I, like, saved all of your lives, and, you know, I took this ballista for you, and, man, dude, did you see that? Did you see how cool that was? So, uh, right after you say that, you realize that you're all by yourself. (laughs) It's just you and your (laughs) raven. (laughs) Everybody else. Everybody else. Um has exited the scene except uh you do see andy's come up and he just comes like oh wow i I think everybody thought you were dead and he is holding he's lifting carrying one of the goblin ballistas he has managed to get it detached from the ground and hoisted it up it's like uh they they all went inside you you should we follow them uh yeah definitely they're gonna need me sex drugs and critical roles is an audio production performed and produced by myself dan tompkins along with invaluable performance and audio engineering by the talented zach keel this episode was performed by lauren ferrer If you'd like to further interact with the story, check us out at the brand new Facebook page, Sex, Drugs, and Critical Roles. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you so much for clicking in.